This is the Organizational Health Advantage Podcast with Keith Hadley and James Felton, Principal Consultants at Table Group. They're in the business of coaching leaders to build strategic focus and cultural alignment that leads to amazing results. This podcast is for leaders who are looking to increase productivity and morale while decreasing politics, confusion, and unwanted turnover. Welcome to the Org Health Advantage. Hello, and welcome to the Org Health Advantage podcast. I'm your co-host, James Felton, and as always, I'm joined with my good friend and colleague, Keith Hadley. Keith, how's it going today? Great. Good to see you, James. I so look forward to doing these episodes, and I'm equally looking forward to today's episode. Equally looking forward to it. I'm fired up, so let's yeah. let's get after it right now. And we're calling this one The Power of the Offsite. And, you know, it's because sometimes we we need to help people understand, we need to help leaders understand why is the offsite so important? Yeah. So, Keith, why is the offsite an important thing to do? Yeah, offsites are critical. And yet, I think a lot of leaders look at scheduling a day or two days or three days out of their day jobs as being like way too big of an investment. In fact, I've got a client right now and we're having a hard time getting the time blocked. And it almost feels like the approach is like, let's see if we can't work in some time for an offsite as opposed to, okay, everybody clear your calendar. <laughs> Unless your you know, child is graduating from college or you've already planned like a, you know, a can't cancel cruise trip that week. Like we are going to cancel our other meetings and get this offsite scheduled. And and so that that's often something we hear is you know what's the ROI or what's the purpose of doing an offsite and I I think as busy as our as companies are as leaders are today there's so much going on you need to get off that hamster wheel at least once for a day or for two days every quarter just to take stock of where are we going are we heading in the right direction are we talking about the right things. Like we need to schedule some big blocks of relatively unstructured time to have important conversations that we never have on a day-to-day basis. So, so I think I think it's really critical, but it's hard for people to prioritize it. Yeah. And Keith, you know, one of the th- thoughts I had as you were talking about that is it's kind of like a pit stop for a race car driver. Yeah. Like they would much rather just stay on the track and race, but they realize if they don't take that little bit of time the car is going to go out of alignment or they're going to run out of fuel, you know, like, or the tires might go bald. They have to take the time out to go and put the car back in order. And that's what happens with teams and strategy too. We need that time to recalibrate our strategy and maybe realign as a team. Yeah. We have a a couple of episodes back. We talked about the the working genius, the six types of working genius, which are six necessary activities of any workplace. And and I think what happens is that teams are really in the day-to-day, which we would say that's the enablement tenacity work, the execution work, the implementation work. Every now and then they come up for air on a topic and they will say, hey, should we be increasing our prices? Or, you know, hey, should we even take on that new project? You know, and, and they'll have what we would call like a topical meeting or like, hey, let's meet and talk about, you know, our hiring and whether we should, you know, open up some new headcount. Yeah. 
but but that never even if even with those topical meetings scheduled periodically that never allows you to go back up to the wonder question and really offsites are about wonder so as i say that james you're a wonder or i'll let you explain what wonder is yeah well wonder is about you know trying to meet uh unmet expectations unmet mm. potential you know yeah. how can we be better where can we be beating our competitors you know and and then there's some invention and discernment that would come through that offsite as well you know and it it's it's finding problems looking at problems trying to solve problems that are affecting the business it's also around how do we want to you know how do we want to compete one year from now two years from now three years from right, now what's right. our what's our everest which we've done a, a podcast on like what's our vision for three years from now all of those are great topics, important topics, and they're great topics to address in an offsite. And, yeah. and like we said earlier, there's also just let's pull back and work on the team a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, as you said that, I remember there was a recent episode of At the Table yeah. where they talked about wonder. I think it's called The Wonder of Wonders. And it, they referred to wonder as the least observable activity. Like tenacity is so observable. You know, like you see yeah. somebody out mowing the lawn, you're like, hey, that guy is mowing the lawn. The lawn is mowed. Look at the before and after picture. Yes. But like, let's, let's videotape somebody wondering, what does that look like? And what it looks like is, is reflecting, pondering. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's, I love how you said that it's, it's, it's intentionally blocking out some time. We would suggest one to two days, literally one to two days every quarter to step back and say things like, you know, is our operations as efficient as it could be? Are our people happy? Are we seeing any problems with our people? Is, is our performance as high as it could be? Are we competing well against our competitors? Is our product still functioning and producing the way that we expect it to? Financially, are there other, you know, any issues we should be looking at? Just like, do one full lap around the business and just ask some wonder questions like, what are we missing? What else could we be doing? What are the opportunities? And now that's not the only thing you do in an offsite, but if we right. never carve out time for that, that's not just going to pop up around a water cooler or at lunch. Or if somebody does, it's going to come in the middle of a bunch of tenacity work and people are going to be like, ah, why are you asking that question? So we need to get away. Right. You know, we have a client where it's like, why are we struggling so much with our go-to-market strategy? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's not going to be done over lunch. <laughs> it's probably, right. you know, it's something where we need multiple hours and we need right. to prepare for it, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So there's ROI. There's there's return on investment. It might be hard to calculate, but there's ROI of taking the team away and dedicating some time. We Now, we call it an offsite. Te technically, we probably... You know, more and more we're seeing so many companies working out of their offices that their offsite is actually an insight where they come into the office for the first time in months. But the idea being it's a big block of time that you can carve up into relatively large chunks of unstructured time to have these deep conversations. It's not a time that you get the team together just to go play golf or do bungee jumping or something crazy. Like this is work. Right. But it's going to be less less structured work, more thoughtful work. That's the idea. So, so if somebody said, yeah, okay, we should do one. Yep. How do we approach it? Let's maybe unpack that a little bit. So the initial offsite, I think that's a great idea to unpack it. The initial offsite is, 
you know, we want to make sure they understand what high performing teams look like. Yeah. So we'll start with that piece, you know, get into what makes a, a high performing team. Mm-hmm. And often that's like resetting expectations of what it even means to be on this team. Like let's, yes. let's level set. Yes. What does a good team look like? Yep. Yes. Yes. We'll get into some vulnerability questions to make sure right. that we are able to be unguarded and genuine with one another. Right. We have a team assessment that we'll share with them. We'll ask them to to do the survey prior to the offsite, and then we'll share the results. And when we talk about high performing teams, these are the things we mean, and and these are areas where you can improve, and these are areas that you're doing really well. And then we like to go from that discipline of cohesive teams to the discipline of creating clarity. And right. in the initial offsite, we look at identifying the answers to really six critical questions, which are, why do you exist? How do you behave? What is it you do exactly? How will you succeed? What's most important right now? And who does what? Right, right. And we really want to get you know aligned on those answers. We often say yeah. there's, there's no right answer, we just want to make sure everyone's aligned on the answers. And I would say, Keith, the way we do that is by identifying really, for the most part, identifying what's working well in the organization right now. Yeah. yeah. You know? You're talking about like an initial offsite. So like if, if this yep. has not been a practice for an organization to do offsites, they'd say, well, what do we do? Often we've seen Folks say like, yeah, we're, we're getting together for an offsite. Oh, great. What are you doing? Well, we're going to walk through all of our goals and objectives for the year. We're going to look at last year's performance. You know, it's like, oh, that, that's not offsite worthy. Like you're not there just to review the previous year. You're not there just to set new goals. It's really to step back and say like, are we even, do we, do we even know who we are as a company? Do we understand how we perform as a team? Yeah. Uh, are we clear on where we're going, our vision and direction? And yeah, of course, we we do want to get to setting some specific goals, but it, it it is even like a bigger picture start. So these are hard questions to answer. And so that's what we refer to as an initial because like we need to sit down and answer these often for the first time. And then the agenda really changes in subsequent offsites. But yeah, keep keep going. What else are you going to say on the initial? I'm doing an initial offsite next week with a publicly traded company and they have a successful strategy. They have a great culture, but they also have some new team members and they're using this as a chance to like relook at their clarity and pressure test it. And is it still true? If it is, great. If there's room for improvement or more clarity, then we'll have that time to do it. Yeah. So even if this work has been done in the past, it's like, let's just make sure it's true of the organization today. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to have this be too big a segue. But when we look at those six clarity questions as it relates to an offsite, the answers to those questions don't change at the same frequency. Things like purpose sure. and values; those are like the DNA of the company. And so you're right. If we've never talked about it, we're going to need that initial work to to identify and articulate those things. But we don't need to revisit those every quarter. But we do see the need to update like what's most important right now and yep. who's doing what. And then we'll, we'll talk about that when we switch into like, wh- well, why do we need to do this quarterly? It's like, because the answer to that question, what's most important right now, has likely shifted over the course of three months or four months. And so, yeah. you know, these are, these are like perpetual. We call these evergreen, you know, evergreen agenda items. 
Yeah, and Keith, I think that the other important thing to call out here is we're talking about the team and its performance, and then we get to watch them in action as they debate the different clarity questions and the answers to those. And that's when we get to see, all right, how does this team actually perform? Like we're seeing them more in their natural environment. And so that gives us a little bit of context around the behaviors. And so we can coach in the moment. We could coach the leader afterwards about how to maybe have some of the conversation, coaching conversations with those people. The idea is, you know, when somebody says like, why do we need to do an offsite? Why do we need you? Like, well, because we are actually unbiased in terms of like, we don't know this team very well. We get to come in and just call it like we see it. Yeah. And and it's a little bit like watching a basketball team in a game, but then being able to stop and coach at the same time. Right, right. And that initial work or that initial offsite is often the time where we are resetting what it means to be on this team. We're resetting, you know, what the answers to those questions are. Often we're looking at some pretty significant challenges that the team might have, whether that's some old stories, there's some old wounds that have cropped up that are preventing people from really having the conversations they need. And we'll even get into a pretty deep dive into like, okay, what's our current meeting cadence? And is it working for us? Our daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly cadence? Or what are the meeting disciplines? Are we showing up on time? Are we prepared? Are are these report out meetings? Or are they true like deliberation and decision meetings? So some meeting hygiene would be a great candidate for an initial offsite. And then we'll even get into like, hey, let's maybe for the first time, give each other some candid feedback face-to-face. Yeah, I was just going to share that too. And that's one of the things that that people love the most, but as they're going into the offsite, they're maybe worried the most about it. You know, it's like, wait, we're going to give each other feedback? Yeah. And so, yes, and it is like share something that this person does that's great for the team. And then share something that you would encourage them to stop or improve because it's not great for the team. And we're talking about behaviors. And, you know, we just believe, like, who's better to give feedback than their peers? Right, right. You know? Yeah. And the old adage of feedback is a gift. And then after the feedback is done with everybody, then we ask each person to make a personal commitment based on that feedback that they can work on. And their team can catch them doing it right and prop them up when they see that. Or like, you know, uh, arm around the shoulder and say like, hey, remember that thing you said you were committing to in the offsite? You're doing the opposite of it right now. Right, right. You know? It can be an incredibly powerful reset. We, We will often tell leaders, you know, I can assure you that the team that shows up for the next weekly tactical meeting after the initial offsite, it'll be a different team. And we don't mean the people will be different, but it will feel different. They'll behave differently. They'll have a different understanding. But that's again, if we've you know to kind of recap that that initial, we're gonna we're gonna maybe go a little bit deeper into vulnerability than they've ever gone before. We're gonna talk more openly and candidly about the team behaviors. We're gonna dive into the you know into the clarity work to make sure that there's no daylight between them. We're going to talk about their meeting cadence. We're going to give, give, you know, we're going to give each other feedback, and that'll be an incredibly bonding experience. And in fact, I think that'll be far more bonding than 
you know, bungee jumping or a high ropes course or a trust fall or doing a service project together or golfing together or, you know, doing race cars together, like all the things that we've heard. Those are fun things. But we would say if you really want to do that, like do that the day before, the day after, you know, like go, you know, I had one client, they all went snowmobiling the night before. That was great. But then don't but don't take the snowmobiling out of the two days that they needed to spend together uh, really working hard. So these are these are work days. These aren't training days. These aren't fun play days. These are these are work days. Right. So let me. So, James, this is an unscripted, unplanned. Let me ask you rapid fire for a very short answer to the most common questions that we get. And just give me the first thing that comes to mind. Um, Should we invite any uh, outsiders like maybe the our you know, our you know, some of our direct reports or a board member? No, don't do that because <laughs> it will affect the trust in the room. And so now we become more guarded. We're less vulnerable when uh, there are two levels in the room, you know? Well, there are two reporting levels. And so yeah. we want just the leader and the team that that person leads. Yeah, yeah. Here's one that comes up all the time. Yeah, we, we know that somebody on the team is going to be leaving soon. They're retiring. Should we wait until we have their replacement? You know, I actually think that's a little bit more nuanced. If we can wait, then no problem. But if there are some dynamics on the team that need to be addressed sooner rather than later, then don't wait. Because if the, uh, we don't want those dynamics to go unchecked. Right, and right. so if there's a couple of people that are that have some tension or we have a team where there's three people who have some tension with each other, it's like, okay, we need to address that regardless of a new member coming in in two yeah. months, three months, something yeah. like that. And I would even say if, if by delay you mean delay it for three months or four months or five months, no, then don't delay it because – these are practical offsites where you're you're creating some real clarity for the team in the next three to four months. And so why would you wait four months to create the clarity we needed in this four months? Right. And often some of the clarity you need to create is like, hey, how do, how do we go forward in light of the fact that we're not going to have this key person? I would also add that some of the clarity that you would do might speak to who you then hire Totally right. In that position. So it's like, yeah. oh, let's let's get this all li- aligned. And oh, by the way, if there's some dynamics on the team, why wouldn't you address that before a new person came on? Yeah, yeah. And you know? we've even seen this when the person not going to be at the offsite is the CEO or the team leader. We would say you should still meet. Yes. It would be better for the a leaderless team to meet and talk about how do we want to manage this organization without a leader than to wait until the new leader shows up. And then he asks, well, what have you been working on? It's like, well, we were waiting for you to get here. Like, yes. you know, even if there's no team leader, we'd say probably a good idea to still do it. But I, I'm with you. If it's a delay of, you know, four weeks, six weeks. Yeah, that's that's worth it. You know, Keith, even to the same conversation, I recently did an offsite with a team and this was, uh, you know, this wasn't their first. They had done it a few times. But some things had come up with some newer team members that had been added. And so there's some tension. But they brought in a very new hire. Like this person wasn't starting until the following week, but they brought her into the offsite. And there were some really tough conversations. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, like, what is this person thinking right now? As, you know, 
seeing the dynamics. And so it's like, let, let that person come in later, deal with the dynamics and then, yeah. and then let that person come into the team would be my advice. Yeah. 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 That's good. Here's another one or two days. We like to, because there's so much to get done, both on the team's performance and the clarity or, or strategic topics that we want to address. We always think it's better to knock out or to block too much time than too little time. Right. Right. We also think of the magic of day two, which is like after day one, people are just trying to get, you know, get their heads clear from the, the press of all the detailed tactical things that they're coming in with. It's like picture these executives flying into the room with like papers, you know, swirling behind them. It's like, ah, come in and breathless. Then they go out for drinks after day one. They have a nice dinner. They show up the morning of day two. And it's like, all right, we are really ready to make progress. So I think they get probably 75% of the impact is going to come from the second day. Yeah. And I I would say there are sometimes tough conversations that happen, especially in an initial offsite where it's like, we haven't done this before. We haven't done it with table group. And, you know, we're going to tackle some tough issues about the team's performance and those are tough conversations. And then people yeah. go out to dinner, they have a couple of glasses of wine, whatever, and then they come back and it's like, oh, that was tough yesterday, but the sun came up. We're all fine. <laughs> we feel like we could tackle these things. We built some muscle around being able yeah. to do this. We're more resilient. Yes. So my, my last question, this is going to kind of bring us to probably the close here, but okay, so we've had a great initial offsite. What do we do next quarter? Should we just do this once a year or like... How do we approach the next quarter, the next quarter, the next quarter? You know, first of all, we think offsites should happen regardless of whether we're in the room or not. We think, totally. you know, it's it's like that pit stop for a racing team. You just need yep. to do it. Yeah. In fact, I, w- I would strengthen that a bit. Like our goal is not to be in every offsite. In fact, we're, right. we're when we get involved with clients, we want to help them master all four disciplines of org health, but certainly master their ability to run their own offsites on a quarterly basis without any help from the outside. That's our goal. Right. And so we would say do them once a quarter. And, you know, if if we're in there or not, just keep doing them. That team assessment, that's good to yep. check in on every quarter or every other quarter. And And again, that could be with us or without us. But it really is like, hey, let's take some time to just check in on the team and the team's performance and the team's cohesion. Let's talk about, you know, issues that the company's dealing with, either internally or externally. And then let's look at like competitive landscape and where do we think the market's going? And again, one or two days. And uh, but every quarter you should take time out to make sure you're being mindful of those three topics. Yeah. Yeah. There are things that we recommend. There's often things like like there's a, we recommend them at a certain cadence, like don't do this every offsite, but probably once a year, like you said, let's do a little competitive landscape discussion. Once a year at an offsite, let's do a talent review. Who are are our top talent? Once a year, you know, not every time, but once a year, let's just do like one lap through the organization and look at every key function and decide, hey, is this function giving us competitive advantage or slowing us down like once a year let's do like a deep dive financial analysis and let's get some key data some key metrics to really look at our business performance so i i I love how you put that there's these evergreen agenda items is the team cohesive is our clarity still clear 
Are our meetings still effective? Let's give each other some feedback. But then there's always going to be one or two kind of big topics. Maybe a new competitor has emerged or we're seeing we need to get to the next version of our product. There's always going to be some topic or two where this offsite's the perfect time to do it. Yeah. And so, you know, we can we can easily help identify what would be for us like the evergreen agenda. We just run that agenda every time we meet. Yeah. Yeah. So this is great. I think Keith, again, there is power in the offsite and it's around team alignment and strategic topics, whether they be internally focused or externally focused, whether they be short-term focused, whether they be long-term focused, and then the ability to give each other some feedback. And we're glad to help, but as you said, we really want people to own this and eventually be able to do their own offsites. Would you add anything as we close? No, that's great. Awesome. So, power in the offsites. We look forward to our next off or our next podcast with you folks, and <laughs> well, encourage you to join. I look forward to, to our next offsite together. But yeah, I know. We, I that is coming also up. Also, look forward way. to our next episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Org Health Advantage. Your hosts, Keith and James, are helping leaders change the world of work and invite you to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. For more resources on building stronger teams and organizational health, check out tablegroup.com. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.